And welcome to the latest edition of the Copcast podcast. Um, tonight with me, I have Shengis uh, Gokery out in Berlin, and I have Imara Naz in London to discuss the latest performance and result, uh, the female home win to Bournemouth, and maybe taking a, a bit of a look ahead to to the Barn game, um, and, and then also uh, the big one at Old Trafford, our next league game, which is which is a fortnight away, I guess now. So uh, we'll touch on that briefly towards the end. But just to get stuck straight into the game, then, Tegas, um, I'll come to you first. Um, what did you think of the performance overall? Um, it's, it's a three 0 victory. It's another clean sheet. I know how you love your clean sheets, um, and we looked a bit more fluid. Some might say that Bournemouth is the type of team that suits us, their away form isn't great. But ultimately, um, did you think it was a much improved performance from the previous two or three? Uh, yeah, definitely, Dave. Um, as you say, I, I love the clean sheets and I was over the moon that we got back to our um, old traditions. Um, so I, I thought it was a, it was a very complete um, performance by the team. Uh, our front three were absolutely electric. Um, Mane was such a beast. Uh, I, I realized in the last few, uh, few games, I think he really um, upped his work rate. Um, and you can really see the tenacity in his game, you know, coming back deep, really um, going into tackles, trying to nick the ball off. Um, so I, I thought Mane was great. And uh, Bobby, um, he was involved uh, throughout the game and he grew into the game as, as the minutes went by as well. Um, so, and you can really see how important, um, uh, he is for our game. You know, when he, when he, when he's, when he's in sync with the team, then our, our play just, um, always, uh, revolves around him. He's somehow involved, you know, with the, uh, flick to Salah, um, who, who scores a, a great goal. Um, so it was, it was back to basics with Bobby. He re- rediscovered his mojo and, um, yeah, Salah was really um, active as well, um, always um, looking for smelling danger, uh, getting in the right positions and trying to create something. Um, and a special mention to Nabi Keita as well, because um, I also thought he this was definitely a step up in his uh, performances in recent days. Um, you know, I, I thought he was um, the current injury or I wouldn't say current anymore because it's slightly better, but our recent injury and um, uh, illness crisis kind of uh, really helped him um, get some more minutes on the pitch because I don't think if all our midfield personnel were um, fit, I don't think he would have been starting these games, but um, it, it was it was a blessing in disguise for him. So he, I thought he had a really good game. He looked so calm. And um, one thing which stood out for me um, in Keita's performance was that uh, maybe in previous games he really um, tried to show his um, uh, show both his his tricks and you know what he could offer us and maybe he was trying a bit too hard at times but yesterday he looked absolutely not bothered about it he just kept about his business very quietly uh, not trying to um, not trying to um, overdo anything and um he 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 was involved in some really simple nice uh, through balls and um a few balls over the top so uh, i thought he was he was really good and it was a step up from him and hopefully uh when he he will be called upon uh in the upcoming very important fixtures he can um continue putting in uh, some really good performances um 
apart from that, I thought defensively we, we looked pretty solid. You know, Van Dijk, you don't even realize him most of the time uh, uh, because he just does something with uh, uh, everything with so much ease. And Matip, uh, he's been okay since he's come in, can't really complain. Uh, Robertson, of course, um, Mr. Reliable, you can always um, trust his um, uh, efforts and uh, any kind of shift that he would put in. And it was also really, really nice to see Trent come back, um, come back on second half. And you can immediately see what we've been missing. Uh, I mean, that's not to say that James Milner um, didn't do well or anything, but it's just so nice to see Trent come back. He obviously has this chance um, uh, late in the second half to uh, possibly score a goal, but it was a good save by the goalkeeper. So overall, I think, you know, the team um, over the last few weeks, we've had some uh, patchy results and, you know, so much um, um, uh, talk happening in the media on, so, um, you know, not just on um, general television, but on social media, on Twitter. And um, I thought, you know, it, all the fans were fired up. There were, you know, there were calls on by the players, by the managers, by fan groups. And it, it was always um, bound to be an amazing atmosphere. And uh, I could hear from the TV, the Bobby Firmino song was just being sung forever, like from start to finish, basically. And um, a lot of people were saying that this was probably the um, one of the best 3 p.m. kickoff atmospheres in recent times. So... Um, it's great if we can continue um, pulling these kind of atmospheres every time we play in Anfield. Um, it, it can only be um, a good thing. But I'm very encouraged by the performance. It really looked like the Liverpool of old where we would just play our uh, our normal game, be very professional, solid at the back, high concentration levels, no panic. And um, yeah, we got a, a scoreline which you would expect to get at Anfield against um, a team like Bournemouth, and hopefully um, we can now kick on for our upcoming very, very crucial fi- fixtures after the um, training camp in Spain. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you're spot on. Um, it's it's overall it's a, it's a really well-rounded performance. Um, you know, you mentioned Mane there. He's he's really stepped up recently. Um, I think that's four goals in his last four now, and it's been the opening goal in the last three games, and. Quietly, Mane has been contributing at the top end of the pitch um, more than some might think. That's his 12th league goal of the season now. Um, And there's actually only three players that have scored more goals from open play, um, excluding penalties, than Mane, who are Aguero, Salah and and Aubameyang, as you would probably expect. So um, he certainly started to take some of that responsibility um, when maybe some of the some of the other players haven't quite been up to form the last the last few weeks. Ums, um, good performance overall. Um, what did you think of the midfield three? A lot of praise for Wijnaldum. Um, thought he was super. Took his goal beautifully. I think in fact I think all the goals were were really really well crafted and really well taken. But th- those three, Fabinho, Keita and, and Wijnaldum, what did you think? I think that's the kind of midfield that everyone has been imagining that would be that would that is going to be the one for the future. Obviously, Keita, as we've mentioned, he hasn't um, kicked on as we would have liked, but he had a really good performance yesterday, by all accounts. Um, Wijnaldum was excellent back in then, especially since he'd been sick. Apparently, he was 
know, vomiting and throwing up and everything um, the day before. So that was amazing to come back and he was many players man of the match. Um, Fabinho again is another one we've been singing his praises for a number of weeks now seems to be settling in obviously there's always a little bit of change sometimes Henderson comes in at times and then we've had a couple of injuries as well but I think the midfield looks quite healthy at the minute you know you've, he's got options you've got Oxo Chamberlain coming back so it's I think it's in good um, shape um, again, just going back to, to Wijnaldum where he wasn't available the last game I think we realised how much we missed him and uh, against West Ham but um, yeah, his, his goal was amazing I, I, so I had to go back and watch it a bit later on because I missed the game but it was a beautifully taken goal you didn't, wouldn't expect that from him he's not your kind of goal scorer kind of person, is he? but it was lovely um, the pass from Robertson as well was brilliant Um Mane's goal. He didn't hardly even jump for that. It was, I think it was embarrassing for the for the Bournemouth defenders. Really, he was in sandwiched in between two of them and hardly jumped and still scored with his head. Um, but yeah, the midfield is definitely, I think, in good shape. Um, as long as they can all stay fit and healthy for the rest of the season, I think that 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 midfield is is a little bit more creative than say if, if Henderson plays. And they also, although Henderson does have his strengths um, and we seem to miss him at times as well um, I think this one showed just a little bit that they can they can link up with the forward um, front three really well um, but overall the match I think Klopp mentioned as well was a, a, re- a return to the intensity that we hadn't seen in the last couple of games and I think the atmosphere was a little bit not the atmosphere in the ground, just in general among fans, a bit deflated after those two draws, which seemed like defeats really, didn't they? Especially because they were so important because City had dropped points unexpectedly and we really should have capitalised where we were playing Leicester and West Ham, who aren't teams we should be dropping points against, especially the one at home. So um, that was... It was really good to bounce back from those, although still I think there's a little bit of disappointment on that because City are now level on points with us, even though they've they've played a game more. Um, we were hoping Chelsea were going to help us out today, but absolutely not. Got thumped 6-0, so uh, that was a bit annoying. But it was, I yeah, was fucking dreadful in the process. It was terrible. Utterly. Awful. 20, 20 minutes, I think. Wasn't it 25 minutes and it was 4-0? It was just oh, awful. Absolutely shambolic. But anyway. Yeah, it was. It would have been nice if, if they'd have tried to get something. I think they're on a, a mission to maybe get rid of the manager again. But it was I a, just, Do you know what, Amara? I just wanted something to watch, to be honest. Yeah, it would have and been after, nice. And after 16 <laughs> minutes or whatever, I just ended up down there into the kitchen and cooking. Well, I changed the channel. Must have been or something. My son made me change back, and I said, like, "Why? Why do you want to watch?" He goes, "I just want more goals." I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't even enjoy watching City. I used to enjoy no. watching City so much, but I can't even do it anymore. Anyhow, we're so close. Yeah, but it was it was a much needed return to form for us. Let's let's talk about us. Yes. Um, but this ten day break, although it's nice and it will give us time to get some injured players back um I do like that I do like to have a little bit of momentum so I'm a bit concerned uh for them going to Marbella for this warm weather training so we'll see what happens when they come back hopefully the rest will have done them good but it's straight back into Bayern when we come back which is going to be 
tough. Uh, even though it's at home, we've got a couple of issues as we know Van Dyke's not available. So hopefully Lovren can recover quickly. Don't know what's wrong with him, but he just seems to be perpetually injured this season. But hopefully he'll be back and because if he's not, then we're probably going to have to have some makeshift centre back uh, for that game, which is not. You'd ideal. imagine it would. You'd imagine it would probably be for being you and yeah, then, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. But um, it's either way. I'm not sure which one's better to be honest, because Lovren, although he can have some really good games for us, you know, he's going to be coming back off an injury, so I'm not sure how he's going to be at all. And Matip is dodgy as well. So anyway, that's probably a discussion for later on in the pod but the 10 day break yeah I'm uh, slightly concerned that it's just a bit too long uh, I would have liked it to be maybe just a week but you never know it might do us as good to to get away and just like I said get some players back in form but as um, Shengri said that it was nice to see Trent back so hopefully he'll be ready to start next game um, yeah and, and the front three were back to their best unplayable at times against Bournemouth so uh, that's nice to see I'm just hoping they can continue it carry on um, Firmino was back in, in form he'd had a couple of mares the last few games so it was nice to see him also um, it, I mean he just lacked the goal really didn't he did everything else right but um, yeah it, it, was, it was a much needed win let's just hope it, it we can kick on from here yeah absolutely um, it's, it's nice to blow some of those cobwebs away after the previous two fixtures and and not just with the result, but certainly with the performance as well. And something that I noticed, it was it was a bit more 4-3-3 than 4-2-3-1. Um, and it was it was notable, um, Salah's starting position, and that he was taken up more from the right-hand side, that he, he was so prominent um, on last year. And his goal comes from from making that that run that he often made. Um from out then and to get on the end of, of Firmino's flick. Um, so I guess I think f- first and foremost, I think that midfield three really lends itself to, to that shape. Um, I think with kind of being able to pick the ball up a little bit deep, create things, some clever little passes from him. I think his touch um, to bring the ball out of the sky for, uh, for Mane's goal and, and knock it back down the line to, to Milner's absolutely exquisite. Um, his little flick to Robertson, the pass, obviously, to to Firmino for the goal. All absolutely fantastic pieces of individual play. Um, but do you think that that, in the next coming games, considering we do have um, Bayern Munich and, and Manchester United, um, do you think that that is more of the shape that we will see in the next few games um, well, certainly for the upcoming Bayern game with the absence of Van Dijk, I think the only logical way to go about it is uh, to play a three-man midfield. Um, I mean, we've already seen that um, Keita hasn't been particularly well when he's shifted to play on the left side. So, um, and, and you know, he he did really well um, last game when he was playing as part of a midfield three, but. Um, with our uh, with the new uh, makeshift uh, back four set to um, um, future against Bayern, I, I think the only way to go is to play a three-man midfield, and we might not see um, Nabi Keita in there either because um, Henderson will be back. Um, I can imagine um, Genie will keep his place, and so will Fabinho. So it will and. Since Trent is back, then you also have to think about whether you play mid, uh, Milner back in midfield, 
you know, you could really use his energy and uh, the way he plays in midfield. I think when Trent came back um, uh, second half and Milner was shifted to midfield, uh, I just watched him for a, um, a short period and he he's just so brilliant because even though he's stationed as a midfielder, he always continues drifting to the right and um, you find themselves close to each other with um, um, uh, with Trent. And so I guess that when you're expecting uh, Milner to be in the midfield and then he suddenly appears, drifts onto the right and he's close with Trent and either of them are able to put in um, a brilliant ball to find the head of um, uh, uh, one of our strikers or someone else in the box. I think that could be a very potent threat, especially... Um, against Bayern um, because um, they've mainly adopted a 4-2-3-1 in recent seasons. I mean, I don't want to switch the focus and talk too much about it, but I think specifically um, on the flanks is where we can hurt them. And James Milner is really good um, in drifting uh, from the midfield position um, to the flank. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we see a three-man midfield uh, with James Milner in there. Um, drifting um, to the right and um, you know a dominating play, but uh, I would I would equally expect Henderson to be there as well, um, uh, just to make sure that you know you have a very very strong presence in midfield um, alongside Fabinho um, to try and break up um, Bayern's play, um, and then um, after that of course you have uh, the Man United game at Old Trafford, which I mean. We'll have to see what kind of personnel we have, but I would once again think that unless something goes horribly wrong uh, early on in the second half, we'd probably um, still line up with a three-man midfield. And uh, to be fair, our formations are usually quite uh, fluid, so you, you can see us uh, playing as a 4-3-3, but then uh, within games it also changes that they you have two midfielders sitting back and then one of them drifting forward um, to make a front four, if you like, so... Um, I think it will it will probably be a mix and match depending on the kind of positions um, uh, during the uh, the kind of uh, chances um, happening during the games and uh, of course the scoreline will also be um, a very important factor in how we set up against the team. But um, I think in terms of starting positions and um, getting into the game, it would be nice if we have a solid um, uh, midfield three. And since our front three is um, equally fluid and comfortable playing up top on their own, um, I think uh, that would be a good way to go at least um, um, in the beginning of the games. Yeah, I, th- I think um, I think that may be something that we will see um, moving forward. I, th- I think, you know, you've mentioned, you've mentioned Milner there um, and, and a, a few more options now starting to appear, but all of a sudden that, that midfield is starting to look very, very, strong and very diverse um you know if if we can and i know it's not likely but if we can keep um the majority of them fit between now and the end of the year with with henderson milner kaida um now start to come into form fabinho's obviously really settled in nicely um you've obviously got winaldum there as well and then whether it's it's part of the midfield three or, or maybe playing higher up the pitch, you've, you've got Shakiri, and then potentially at some point in the coming weeks, we might have Oxley Chamberlain who can get some minutes from the bench. But I think with with that number of options there, there's there's less pressure on him um, to come in and, and play a major role certainly early on. So 
I think that's a nice position for the club to be in and a nice position for him to be in. So that is without even mentioning everybody's favourite player, um, Adam Lalana. So, <laughs> so, um, Ooms, it's it's a good it's a good result. We we did a lot of things that we hadn't been doing in, in recent weeks, but. If we're going to be objective um, and fair here, it's safe to say that Bournemouth aren't great. I think that's eight away defeats in a row now for them, which is pretty awful. They were missing probably their two best players this season in in Brooks and and Wilson, which was obviously nice for us. Um, And they do play play a more open and expansive style of football. Um, than the last two teams that we have played, um, so that does does play into our hands a little bit, if we're being honest. So, with the fact that City have just absolutely walloped Chelsea six nil, how are you feeling right now about the whole scenario? Because oh. I'll be honest with you, during the week I've been up to fucking high do. Translate what that means. <laughs> Um, my 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 stress levels and okay. nervousness have been um, particularly high. Mm. Yeah, I mean, after the, the the two draws that we had, I was wasn't very happy at all. I was terribly negative, so it's probably a good thing I wasn't on any of any pods. And I think after, especially after the West Ham, I mean, I could, maybe the Leicester one, okay, and but you know, you had one draw. But I didn't expect us to have two on the trot. So I think, and we led in both games, did we not? Or was it just one? I can't remember. No, we had both of them, yeah. Yeah, that's that's another thing, you know, dropping leads like that. So uh, it wasn't a good place to be, like I said, because City had dropped points that we didn't expect them. You know, it was really important for us to capitalise and we didn't. So now we find them just right behind us again. And I know they have a game extra they've played, but... um, you know, until until we've it's all levelled out, it's it's too close for comfort, in my opinion. We were what seven clear at one point, and if we'd have gotten the the, the four extra points that we should have got in the last two games, we would have been in a much better place. And all of this is considering the fact that we've got United coming up, which was the game we were thinking of maybe possibly we could drop points because United have been on a good run at the moment. Yeah, they haven't been tested by any of the better teams. I would say they've played quite some of the average teams but and it's a way as well isn't it so that's another thing um but there's something that dave karen said in the group that he's not here now obviously he was meant to be on this pod but he had some issues so i'm just going to say for him and i thought to myself when i read it and i thought maybe he's got a point that maybe it's better for us to be not six or seven or eight whatever points clear when we go to united because we might have had the mentality of we could draw here and it would be okay. Now it's kind of we have to win. So that maybe goes in our favour. But it's still going to be a really tough match. And I think it's going to take a really big effort for us to take maximum points from there. Not impossible, obviously, but hopefully we can um, exploit some of their weaknesses. I haven't seen all their matches that they've played on this run that they've been on, but I do know that they haven't been tested a lot. So... Hopefully we can be 100%, and it's you know is a good possibility we could win. 
but that was the game that was in my head thinking, okay, we can't drop points beforehand because that might be the one where we do drop points. So it's annoying that we have dropped points against the teams that we shouldn't have been. So until we've, until the United game's done, I, I don't really want to say too much because at the moment we're still in a good position in the sense that we're level on points with City. Yes, they played a game extra. So I'd like to think we're three points clear. <laughs> but um, after the United game, we'll, have, we'll, we'll know really where we're at. I mean, if we can beat them, then I'll be back being all positive again. But, you know, they haven't given us much to shout about. And I don't care whether Bournemouth were good or not good. We just needed the points. It was We couldn't afford to drop points um on the weekend now we had to win that game it doesn't matter how and I don't really give a shit if we're rubbish or not and if they've got an injury crisis we had to do our job and I think it was really important the performance as you said that was important it wasn't a scrappy win it was a, a good solid comfortable win it could have easily been six or seven nil there were so many opportunities that we missed Salah hit the bar um there was a couple of other chances that we missed that should have should have on another day would have gone in so um, it was important to perform. We did that. Hopefully, as I said, we can take that mentality into this break. Hopefully, get a, re- a good result against Bayern, a win. Even you know, we we do need to keep a clean sheet there because obviously of the away goals. Paul. So hopefully, we can do that. But obviously, Van Dijk's not available. But um, and then on, on the back of that, I think it's four days later. I think we've got United. I think we play them on the Sunday. So that's quite good. So we'll have a, a good four days break on there. And then after that, we'll be able to, I think, make a bit more of a judgment on where we are. But it wasn't great the last few weeks, we have to say. Certainly the context um, of how things have happened uh, have been disappointing. And looking at where we were uh, as, as, as to where we could have been. Um, and now where we are. So can I can I, I just say sorry quickly? I just forgot something. One thing that annoys me is those are those people who say, "Well, if you'd have told me in February, we would have been three. Yeah, but you know what? Three points clear is fantastic, or whatever we are. We were before um, they played Everton, but it's it's you, obviously it's in the context of the games that we've played. So dropping the points against West Ham and Leicester, that's the annoying part. Yes, if you'd have said three points clear back then, of course we would have taken it. But it's just knowing what we know now. So I don't know if that argument really makes me feel any better anyway. I don't know if it does you guys. Not really, no. <laughs> um, it's, it, it is what it is, and we are where we are. And I don't think there's any point really in looking at, you know, if you had have said blah, 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 or whatever it might be. Um, we are where we are, and there's an expectation which have been has been set now. We have given ourselves an opportunity, and I think people are just a bit anxious that, that this opportunity, um, th- that we keep missing these opportunities um, to extend our lead. Um, but I think, I, think it, I think it is important that, that we don't drop points before City do the next time round. And obviously that is going to be, be a, a big test um, at Old Trafford because they've certainly come into come into a bit of form and they look as though they're they look as though they're all having a great time at the minute, which which obviously helps. Um Shengis, Umar's cautious um about this ten day break. Um I think this is probably the last break of this length that we're gonna get this season. And this is very much similar to the last break when Klopp referred to it as a as a mini winter break and 
obviously he's got the experience of managing that situation from from his his time in Germany. Um, what exactly did what exactly did you expect or do you expect? Given you've probably seen a lot a lot more of the likes of his minds in Dortmund sides than we have, what do you expect from the team coming off a break like that? Did it usually take those sides a few games to kind of get themselves back up to back up to speed again, or did they occasionally just hit the ground running? Um, well, I'm not too sure to be honest with you. As I mean, even though I, I kind of follow the um, scores of Dortmund, I, I've, I've been a um, I've kind of been following their scores ever since um, Klopp won his two championships because I thought, you know, obviously they're kind of like the Liverpool parallel in Germany, especially after those events and with all the passions of uh, passion of the fans and everything. But um, the the only thing is, I would say, is that um, in Germany, so since they've had this uh, winter break for a long time, uh, you know, it's it's a tradition of their league, and they uh, definitely. Um, I mean, living in Germany for the past four years, I, I can tell you that the Germans really know how to make good use of their time when they have time in their hands. They, I mean, they, I, I think uh, Klopp has all the experience of um, making these kind of short winter breaks into uh, very uh, fruitful um, um, sessions. And so, I mean, if it was um, a Premier League manager um, having to deal with a winter break for the first time, um, then, then you can maybe say, okay, is it, is it a good idea if they go? Do they know what they're doing? But you know, since it's a, a long-lasting tradition in the Bundesliga, uh, I think um, uh, Klopp will know how to manage that, and he um, really knows what he's doing. And I think it's 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 also really good for us in that you know we've already got some um, important players back, and um, we still have a few to come back, such as um, Lovren, which I guess we will be talking about um, at some point. But, you know, it's it's a final chance, basically, for some more um, uh, players who could come back to fitness or uh, those who just recently came back, you know, just to put in a few more sessions and uh, not force themselves too long. So regardless of... Um, how um, previous um, club teams have featured after the winter break, I think um, this will be a much um, needed and important one for us uh, just before we start our final um, marathon uh, until the end of the season. You know, with, uh, uh, with the Champions League back now, um, uh, which I'm really looking forward to, by the way, um, I think this winter break could end up being um, uh, very fruitful for us and hopefully we can, um, you know, get a few more players back um, get a good result in the first leg, um, going into the second leg against Bayern, and hopefully go through as well, because uh, hopefully by the time um, uh, this last 16 is over, and if we're uh, lucky on the injury uh, front, then we should have a squad big enough to cope with being in two major competitions, and both of them uh, I'm pretty sure all the lads will be absolutely desperate to win, um, especially what happened in Kiev and how close we are at the moment. So um, even though I don't like the 10-day break thing, you know, once since we have our 3-0 win, it would be nice to kind of keep the momentum going. But uh, I would only want to look at it as, as a good thing and um, hope that the results um, uh, that follow will be as equally nice as the weather they will find in Spain. 
<laughs> yes, indeed. If they're going to enjoy it a whole lot more than um, I'm going to enjoy those 10 days, I can tell you that for free. Um, it's Champions League. We have found a little bit of that free-flowing style there on Saturday. Um, probably the first time since Arsenal, would you say? Yeah, probably. I think we um, haven't... Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Go on. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, probably. I usually, yeah. Um, they now to be fair, these these teams, um, it, you're very much at the mercy of the teams that you play and, and how they set themselves up. And and obviously, um, Leicester and West Ham did a, a very good job of, of um, being compact and not allowing us to play through the middle, um, stopping crosses, um, and and making it really really difficult for us. Whereas. Bournemouth and Arsenal aren't sides that are really going to do that to you. And I think it's fair to say that Bayern aren't probably going to do that to you either. Um, they're going to fancy themselves to go and, and score goals and try and, try and exploit the, the space in behind with their pace and their quality. Um, so do you think that that, do you think this game suits us more? Because I know of those, those games, those West Ham and those, those Leicester games, those are the first two games that we've dropped points in all season. But I just feel that I'm a bit more confident watching us try to outgun teams. Yes. Um, the thing with Bayern, though, is obviously it could work in our favour going forward, but then they're really good as well. I mean, I'm hearing, though, things about Bayern that they're not that great at the moment. I don't know if Shengis can shed some light on it afterwards, but they're not is amazing. I'm Neuer, I think, is injured. He's not going to be playing uh, in the next two games for against us. So I don't know if that's a bonus and who comes in as their second kind of keeper. But yeah, but it can equally hurt us because I know I'm not sure who they had in their group, but Lewandowski was the top scorer, wasn't he, in the um, Champions League group stages? So that could be tricky. Um, add that to the fact that we haven't got Van Dijk and we're probably going to play Matip and a returning Lovren. So you just don't know what you're going to get from either of those. <laughs> um, Alisson is Alisson. You know, he has amazing games, but then he does have a moment. And I'm just wondering if the centre-backs in front of him aren't at 100%, whether or not he's going to be able to do everything himself. So it's a little bit concerning, Um it's a little bit concerning in general that when Van Dyke's not available, we kind of start shitting ourselves, really, for want of a better word. But we've known for a while that he's not going to be around um, and Lovren's been injured. So, it, like I said, it's it's a little bit dodgy at the back for us. Um, I don't know whether he's going to play uh, maybe, you know, more defensive midfield uh, or what, how, how he try, uh, tries to counter that. But... Um, like yeah, like I said, Bayern apparently aren't in a great place at the moment. So hopefully that. But then you just can't tell with cup games. You know, they can sometimes just come out all guns blazing and then in and play an amazing game. But the fact that we're at home also gives me some hope because we are good at home. Um, but we I, I we do need to keep a clean sheet because we want to go to Bayern with a clean sheet so that then we can you know finish the job off there. I think that would be the best case scenario. I think even if we let if we concede even one, that would be quite difficult, depending on how how many we score at the other end, and if if we're allowed to, it depends. So 
it's it's a tricky one because we've got a few things going on in on in our team uh, that are not ideal. Uh, uh, they're a bit, uh, not at one hundred percent as from what I've heard anyway. So um, I'm not sure really. It was fifty fifty beforehand. I think you know when the draw came out, it was like you know it would be no great shame to go out to Bayern, and you know it wasn't. It was one of the kind of the big ties in the sense that. You don't really know who's going to go through. Liverpool are more than capable of beating Bayern. They, they could even beat them really well if Liverpool are at their best and um, play at 100%. They could completely outplay Bayern. Um, but then, you know, Bayern have the experience and they've got some quite big players. Isn't Muller, though, isn't he um, suspended? Yeah. He is. So that might be a bonus. Because I don't know how well he's been doing, though, so I'm not sure if that is a bonus or if it's just not really relevant at the moment. But um, yeah, so it's a it's a difficult one. We could, like I said, we could do really well against them. Equally, we could it could all go horribly wrong. So really can't shed any light on that, to be honest. All right, some good insight from Amara. There's thanks for that. Um, <laughs> well, let's see. Let's see if Shengus can give us a give us an insider view, Shengus. Bayern have been a little bit up and down this season. Um, they they do concede goals, but they also score goals. Um, they've had a few strange results. Um, I've noticed Goretzka started to come into a little bit of form recently, a player we were linked with um, last year, um, who's a very exciting young talent. But I'm interested to know, first of all, you know, how 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 and how bad a shape are they? Um, because they're what second in the Bundesliga, and they're maybe five five points off the top. So you know it doesn't seem like an absolute crisis. And the other thing that I wanted to ask you is, how much does Neuer being out have an impact on the way that they play? Well, um, so I hate to break it to you guys, but Neuer today deemed himself fit to um, to play us uh, uh, for the first leg as well. So. Um, all the Neuer talk, unfortunately, goes down the drain now. All right, well, let's just move straight on to the other question then. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you, they, they, just last week they were saying he was out for both games. So what is he just miraculously, miraculously recovered overnight? He just went on social media today and declared himself fit okay. uh, against us. So, I mean, all, all, all that was basically um, news, speculation that he might be out and that we're going to do a scan on his finger and whatnot and everything but they're himself fit so I guess he'll be fit but I don't think um, I would certainly not like to want to think that Neuer would be you know um, the decider of, of the two legs um, because I mean uh, I can't remember uh, Sven Ulreich um, who, who had been playing in goal for quite a while when uh, Neuer had his lengthy injuries he, he he'd done quite well and I don't think many people were, um, you know, praying every night before bed that Neuer immediately comes back. You know, the, the guy's done well. He's, he's a really good keeper. And uh, they've pretty much learned to um, play in the absence of Neuer since he, he'd been out for so long. Um, so I don't think uh, Neuer coming back would um, should worry us too much. I mean, obviously, he's a world-class keeper. And we know how good he is um, uh, with um, his distribution of the ball and uh, you know, preventing counterattacks by, you know, staying uh, way off his line and being just ready to um, challenge anyone who's um, 
you know, running towards the ball. If there's a ball over the top, you know, you can expect Neuer to be there. But um, I would hope that, uh, you know, Klopp knows Neuer and the, the whole Bayern team really well. So, And he's beaten them several times. So I, I would think that um, we would have a plan against um, the team with Neuer in it. So, um, But speaking of, um, of Bayern's um, recent form, so there's still... Uh, five points behind Dortmund um, in second place, but I really can't see any of the Bayern um, fans or team um, panicking at all because you know they have they have years of experience of um, dominating the Bundesliga and um, just managing to win games. Um, yesterday they um, beat Schalke 3-1. Um, and uh, we watched a bit of the game, and I have to say they really did look vulnerable. Um, if you look at um, the goals, so the first Bayern goal was um, an absolutely ridiculous own goal. Um, so basically what happened was um, Schalke gives the ball um, to Bayern in midfield. Um, one, of the, one of the Schalke players plays a very simple pass under almost no pressure, um, uh, and so it's a situation of an unforced error where the ball is sliding through um, in the middle of um, two Schalke players and they can't decide who uh, wants to get the ball. There's a lack of communication and then um, James Rodriguez pounces, he gets the ball um, and uh, they, they play the ball um, um, to Lewandowski who, um, um, oh sorry, um, I'm, I'm getting confused with the goals here. Um, they lose the ball and then um, uh, for, the fir- for the first ball, he, uh, Jeffrey Bruma tries to clear it, and he somehow manages to um, uh, pull off a nicest finish past his own goalkeeper. And then in the second, for the second goal, they, um, yeah, they lose the ball, and then Lewandowski finds the ball at his feet um, inside the box, one one on one um, against the goalkeeper, and he's never going to miss from that distance. Um, Schalke scored. An absolutely brilliant counter-attacking goal, and if you had the screen on black and white, you you'd probably think that Liverpool scored the goal. So um, they lose the ball um, um, on on the side of the pitch where they're attacking, and then a Schalke midfielder picks up the ball. He has three Bayern players around him. He pulls a Genie Wijnaldum turn around the players and just passes the ball, um, and then um, the Schalke player just plays. Um, uh, their young 18-year-old center forward, um, Turkish youth international named Ahmed Kutucu, who makes a run from the wing, super pacey and brilliant finish. Um, so it's it's like a typical Liverpool counter-attacking goal. So they're obviously um, quite vulnerable, um, especially down the flanks. Um, you know, they have um, against Schalke, their starting 11 was, um, they had Kimmich at right back, Alaba at left back, uh, Boateng and Hummels, um, the centre-back partnership. They had Thiago and Goretzka in midfield, which is a pretty nice midfield, actually. And then they have Serge Gnabry, James Rodriguez, and Kingsley Coman um, as the um, forward line, um, and Lewandowski up top. So they, they have quite a lot of pace on the wings, um, uh, but this obviously means that you know when, when you come, come across incredibly pacey, uh, wingers or forwards and um, uh, fullbacks um, like our team, I think uh, it, w- it would suit our game plan really, really well to kind of um, hit them on the counter from the flanks. But 
Um, you know, the, you can't take away the quality that Bayern have. Um, you know, they, they have a good midfield and they also have some pace. But hopefully we're very well equipped to deal with pace, you know, playing week in, week out in the Premier League. So I think they would be up for a much bigger test um, than we are. But nevertheless, they do have the quality and the firepower to hurt us. So uh, it will be a very interesting game. Obviously, uh, facing Klopp, they will have uh, the extra motivation. The whole country will be watching them. Um, and many more, many more countries will be watching as well. But I think they will be extra fired up for that. And they will probably look to exploit our um, the, the lack of Van Dijk at the back. And with Lovren, doubtful, will he return? Will he not? Even if he's fit, should he start? Should he not? So we could be seeing uh, Fabinho dropping in with Matip and you know that's not really um, a partnership that you would like to see so no it's not ideal certainly not <laughs> yeah so I mean it's going to be interesting but I, I would say that um, overall um, th- they won't feel um, broken from their league form they're only five points behind and uh, there's still um, quite a way to go so I think they're worried about that and you know they won over the weekend. Uh, they won yesterday, so I think they'll be they'll be pretty fired up and confident uh, while facing us. But I don't think we have a. The only reason why we should be concerned is about our centre back partnership. But um, I think it might have to be one of those days where we <laughs> roll back um, the years and just try and go all guns blazing and just try and absolutely get as many goals as possible because I, I really can't see us keeping a clean sheet, unfortunately. Yeah, I would, I would tend to go along with that. I have, I have a feeling that we're, we're going to see, um, we're going to see something more akin to, um, I really don't want to say, I really don't want to say Roma. I was thinking that as well. It was going to be like eight, I, ten on aggregate. Yeah. But you know, if, if you, if you put it all together, um, if you put it all together, logic would suggest that um, that is probably the way the game is going to pan out if 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 both sides take their their chances. And I think you know both sides have the have the players, they have the pace, they have the experience of these these big games um, to go and and take those chances. So um, we could see something Dortmund like, we could see something Roma like. Um, I can't imagine um, that it's going to be a steel affair, and I think it's, it's I think it's going to be certainly one for the neutral um, to sit if, down and enjoy I, while we are all um, stressed incredibly. I, I, yeah, I don't think this will happen. But if for some reason we decide to go defensive, it's just going to be horrible. I think we'll lose badly. Yeah, I I, I can't. I we can't have to see go. It. We have to go for it. Yeah, and I think uh, they'll they'll be keen to try and explode us on the counter attack, and that 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 leaves them open to get picked off as well, and that and that um, that just makes the the turnover um, and the press all that more important, and and we've shown that we can we can deal with that. So, um, with that in mind, um, we can imagine that's it. That's the the type of game that we're going to see. Let's say, for talk's sake, the back four is as good as we can hope for, and we've got Lovren and Mad up there. Um, and the two fullbacks pick themselves. Who's your midfield three? If you're, I, I presume you're going four three three. And who is the midfield three? I think it, Henderson comes back. I think Fabinho and Wijnaldum with him, just because of Henderson in the bigger games. Cater's not 
we're not sure about him yet. So I think Henderson's kind of the safer option. So I think Klopp will go with him and then the front three pick themselves, don't they? So I don't yeah, think it's going to be any surprises there. I, I, I reckon Henderson, if he's fit, obviously we're not sure. He wasn't on the bench, was he? Yes. He was. He was. Okay. I think he so did. He play the last five minutes or something. I don't know. He was on the bench anyhow. Yes. Yeah. So he, I reckon he comes back in, um, but that's about it, really. Um, I think even an 80% fit Lovren comes back in, to be honest. I don't think he's going to um, go for Fabinho unless there's something really drastic, unless Lovren hasn't recovered at all. But if he's anywhere near fit, I reckon he does come back in. Okay. don't know if that comforts me or what. <laughs> I'd like um, to think so. He does have a performance in him, doesn't he, when he wants to. But it's usually alongside Van Dijk, isn't it? He, he does. And if I was to pick one of the two, I would probably prefer to have Lobren there yeah. as opposed to Matip, to be honest. But again... Mm. But the um, both of them have the, shown together sometimes they can, yeah, fall apart. <laughs> But one to the better one. Yes, it was. It was that was that was the centre back partnership against Dortmund, was it? In the Europa League. Or no, it wasn't. Sacco, Sacco and Lovren. It was Sacco. It they was were building Sacco. up a nice partnership, weren't they? Until Sacco decided to. He's a go cabbage. Crazy. I'm not going. Over, I'm not going. I'm not going around this this <laughs> circus again about Sacco. Um, saying this, what do you think? Um, you mentioned Milner earlier on. He, he's had a tendency. Um, in in the previous games, I think away to PSG um, is one. If you cast your mind back, where I think it was, wasn't it Henderson, Wijnaldum, and Milner as the midfield three, and it didn't really work. And I think we got overran. Verratti was was terrific in that game and and seemed to control the midfield by himself. Do you think Klopp will be tempted to go to his tried and trusted, um, or do you think that you know Fabinho has has given Klopp the confidence that he is one of the first two midfielders um, on the team sheet at the minute. Yeah, I think there's no doubt that, you know, I can't even think if we've had a player like Fabinho in midfield in recent years. I mean, I really don't think we've had um, that kind of a player. So he really does bring a different dimension to our midfield, which we haven't had for so long. Um, but I do feel like, and I think I do prefer that we get uh, we play um, Fabinho at centre back with Matip. The reason being that um, Klopp said in his press conference, even though there's you know no specific date for Lovren, um, he said they would try for the Bayern game, which did not really give any assurances as to um, that he would be fit. But I think um, you know when you look at Lovren's injury history and whenever he's been kind of rush back from injury or, uh, you know, his first game back, he usually doesn't fare so well. And just even thinking about him and Matip playing together just probably make me lose my sleep tonight. So, I mean, I really think <laughs> playing together um, as much as possible. And um, to be completely honest with you, I also thought that, you know, whenever um, the, in the two games that Fabinho uh, played centre-back, played really well and he kind of reminded me of Van Dyke in that you know in terms of his stature and um, uh, he's just a very calm guy you won't see him sprinting back and trying to go for a last ditch tackle but you know he has the positional awareness he's obviously played more games at right back um, than at midfield uh, during his career so he knows 
um, all about the defensive line. And um, I think having um, two big players in there um, and, you know, we know how Matip kind of, he likes to drive forward with the ball as much as he can. And he could, you know, it could be good for us, but he could get us into trouble as well. I think we need that one player who would stay calm at the back because I think if you leave Lovren by himself at the back, when Matip just starts forward and if he loses the ball, oh my God, I'm closing my eyes during that until the period where we get the ball back. I can. <laughs> um, so if if I assume, if you can assume that, you know, Fabinho um, drops back um, to the centre-back role with Matip, then I would like to see a midfield three of... Um, uh, Gini Wijnaldum, James Milner, and um, Jordan Henderson to start off with, um, and maybe look to bring on um, Nabi Keita on or Shakiri in the second half and switch the formation if needed. But um, you know, if if Klopp opts to go for Lovren and uh, Matip, um, then you would definitely have uh, Fabinho in the midfield alongside Gini Wijnaldum, who can't be dropped, and then. It would be one of um, James Milner or Henderson, which would probably be Henderson, I would think. But uh, I really would like to see um, Milner play in this game, actually. Um, uh, but all in all, I do think that um, there's a good chance that we see Fabinho at centre-back, especially if you know Lovren is not 100%. You know, Considering how injury-prone he's been recently, I don't think it makes sense to play him if he's um, not at 100%. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're probably right. There's there's still a long way to go, um, and we don't want to risk risk anybody unnecessarily. And you know, you, you spoke about Lovren there and um, the no return date. Is this is this becoming a frustration for you that whenever a Liverpool player gets injured, we we never really seem to, you know, it's never the case where. We're told they're out for six weeks and they're back in six weeks. It's it could be this length of time, but nine times out of ten, certainly it ends up being a little bit longer than that, you know. So with these no end dates, is that a frustration for you? I'm sure it's a frustration for the manager. Yeah, of course. I've, you know, when we're looking forward to someone coming back, for example, when Gomez was initially um, told it was six weeks. And then we thought, okay, well, at least he'll be back for the buying game. So we weren't too worried. Um, And then we find out that he's had a setback and he's had to have operation and it's another four weeks. And I think it was something similar with Trent, although not obviously the length of time. Lovren's just had these silly little, I shouldn't say silly, but small injuries, um, kind of uh, different things just happening again and again. And when we've really needed him, when we've needed him, he could have even cemented his place back in the first, in the first team where we lost it out to Gomez um, at the beginning of the season. So, you know, that's, it is frustrating. I think there was one, a press conference when someone asked him about Lovren and actually Klopp looked visibly frustrated at the mention of his name. It was like, you know, he's still not ready. He's injured again. So if you can't rely on someone to be injury free for just even a couple of weeks in a row, Obviously, then the manager's going to have, he might even be having second thoughts on whether or not to keep th- that player on in after the summer. You, you know, he will be looking to maybe replace him completely because you can't rely on someone who's who can't string a couple of games together. Last season, he was um, at the back end of last season brilliant. So 
yeah, is frustrating, especially the issues we've had at centre back. And um, I don't know whether it's misdiagnosis or whether it's just um, setbacks with these players. But yes, for the fans anyway. I mean, I'm sure the managers and the and the the physicians or whoever it is that looks after the players know what's going on a lot longer a lot before we do but it's, it is frustrating especially like I said when we thought okay we're sorted for the Bayern game when we knew Van Dyke was going to be in, uh, suspended that now we're thinking who the hell is going to play at centre-back because our other two centre-backs are now injured and we've literally got one left for that game so it might possibly as Schenge said be someone like Fabinho who has to drop in um, and, and although he did really well against I think I can't remember which game it is that he played. He did really well in that game. It's not really a, an ideal situation. You don't want to be relying on a, a midfielder having to to cover in. But you know, if he's not 100% fit, Lovren, then he, I guess that's the manager's call if he wants to to have him in or not. It's a huge game. We we would love to get away with a clean sheet. It's doubtful, but obviously we're going to try everything we can to to make sure that we concede as few goals, uh, goals as possible, you know, maybe just the one or whatever, and then do our job at the other end. But yeah, the injuries have been frustrating. And um, hopefully now, I mean, as we said, Trent's back. Hopefully this 10-day break, we'll see Lovren back. Uh, Gomez, I think it was four weeks from his operation, which was minor. So I'm hoping that's another couple of weeks and then he'll be back. But, you know, he's going to take a while to get back into shape, isn't he, now? Because he's been out for, what, a few months now, that would have been. So it's not like he's just going to come back in more guns blazing and be as amazing as he was when he got injured. It would be great if it was, but it does take a little bit of time. So hopefully they'll all be back. But um, And that will be the end of it, really, because we've had uh, the last month or so quite poor run with injuries so yeah I'm hoping that's going to be the end of it now yep so after bouts of injury illness vomiting and diarrhea and all kinds of mystery flus going around um the Reds are back to winning ways um I just want to thank my two guests for coming on this evening um Amara Naz in London and Shengis Gugri out in Berlin. So, um, on the barn, Champions League, Anfield under the lights, um, up the fit and healthy Reds.